Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, guys? Football season's back. I'm your host, Bradley Rowe. I'm Kevin Foster. And we're going to be with you today on House of Sparky. And we're just going to go through the first week. ASU starts off 1-0. That's always good. I mean, there was a couple things to work on, but a 30-7 win is can't really complain much about that. Kevin, what's your first take based on looking at it? Yeah, it was solid. Um, the first half looked really slow. They were clearly better in the first half, but they didn't really show it on the score. Uh, defense played really well, but the offense wasn't really capitalizing on the good field position the defense was giving them. Uh, Jaden Daniels looked great, though, I think. Um, threw the ball really well, moved around his feet really well. Uh, he did let up five sacks, so he took five sacks. Yeah, if there's one thing he could work on, it's getting rid of the ball a little bit earlier. I mean, he did go 15 for 24, 284 yards, two touchdowns, and one running. That's not that bad, honestly. For a no, true freshman, your first game out there. To read option, that's tough to read as a true freshman college first game. Definitely one word described was shifty. I mean, I saw him break yeah. multiple tackles. He threw a little Manny Wilkins in there with a couple of hurdles. There's a few hurdles, I know. You know had a nice You know had a nice hurdle, yeah. yeah. Dude, he's scary. Every time he gets hit though, Jaden Daniels looks like he's gonna break his leg or something. Yeah, Just we could we could beefing up a little skinny. bit, but I love the way he plays. I think it's a he's gonna be a fun player to watch. And I think he's just gonna continue to grow as he goes on. But as Kevin mentioned earlier, a big shout out to the defense who stepped up. They only allowed two hundred yards and only eighty passing yards. And yeah, they had a the touchdown at the end, but that's come on, that's kind of a garbage time touchdown. Like what, you get one with 12 minutes left, you're down 30-0? to zero. They held the two quarterbacks playing a QBR of 9 and 10, which is pretty <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 80 passing yards. And let's not forget the two forced fumbles that they recovered. Yeah. They forced plenty more, but could only jump on two of them. And uh, one thing I definitely think that was a big question mark coming in is quick Christians and Dejas replacing Brandon Ruiz. I mean, Ruiz has been Brandon solid Ruiz. there since he came in. I just, I mean, we remember Michigan State, the clutches, ice in his veins going in there. <laughs> And getting us that win. But um, Zendayas did good. He hit from 35, 31, and 40. No misses. He opened up the scoring. So yeah, I mean, he the ice, yeah. gave us 12 points off the board. So that's right there. And the O-line, the fit, the five sacks uh, come off as a little bit alarming because no quarterback should get sacked five times. But a lot of it, I think, was just the freshman going through his reads and like deciding exactly like what he like where he wanted to throw the ball to. Um, but that's yeah. kind of enough of roasting. Uh, yeah. the it was a good thing there. we played Kent State because yeah. playing a different team may have turned out a little differently because it was a very slow start for the offense, but defense still played fantastic. Well, being an ASU fan for a while, I'm starting to realize that we just play to our competition. It's like when we play Kent State, we're kind of playing how Kent State plays, but hopefully when we play, you know, like when we go to Michigan State in a couple weeks, it's going to be a tough one, but we got to get in there. And perhaps them, though. I think basically if we just. We need to focus on our defense, continue to get turnovers. So the young quarterback, getting him good field position and making him feel comfortable with the lead and having a defense behind him that he knows can like hold off the other team is always going to be a very solid foundation yeah. of any football. They were hitting hard, and that's a good thing. You hit hard, forcing fumbles. Um, they really felt their presence and everything. Um, but I think my MVP of the game, honestly, was Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 
77 of uh, <laughs> Jaden Daniels' yards. I do to Brandon Ayuk it was a screen pass. It's probably the best play of the game. Um, and he just took off. He was so fast. I didn't know he was that fast. That looked like 4-0 speed before. right there. I mean, that was ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, Nikhil's gone, so someone's going to have to step up. And, I mean, Nikhil's obviously in a better place now in the Patriots. But we're going to need someone to step up. And Ayuk looked like that guy the other day. I mean, he was he was ridiculous. He was genuinely unguardable at some points. A lot of people were thinking Kyle Williams was going to be the next star receiver. But it looked like Ayuk was just crazy. Four receptions, 140 yards, 35 average, and one touchdown. And the rest of them played well. Kyle Williams, two receptions, 20 yards. Frank Darby, 3-53. Really saw a game all around from the whole receiver core. Um, but, yeah, I think he was by far the MVP of the game. I think that something was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you saw his hurdle right before halftime, too. Yeah. Didn't score off it, but it's still an athletic play. But I think something that shocked everyone was Eno Benjamin fumbling the ball. That was I mean, that That broke has never streak. happened. It broke, broke the, the streak, streak of over 900 consecutive snaps. Or it's consecutive handoffs. It's me. national news at that point. Yeah, that was, I mean, Eno, we still love you. Um, you're heart and soul of the team. <laughs> Got to hold on to the ball, but we, we'll give you this pass. You know, you've been feeding us now for a while now, and we respect you, Eno. We know you're listening out there. Yeah, he's a big fan. He's a big fan, <laughs> yeah. One thing I do think that we definitely need to work on is penalties, because at times we just look sloppy. Yeah. This isn't a team where we can be out of whack. and Or this is a team where we can be kind of a little bit slower on the game. But as you were saying, once we start playing like Utah and like the Oregon and people in, within the Pac-12, we're going to need to clean it up if we want any chance of winning. That's true. The penalties are, what was it, like five for, five for eight yards? Yeah, it was it was a little bit too much for my likings. But again, like the defense just came up big every single time. I mean, they held them 50, or our offense was 50% on third down, which is a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a quarterback and you can continue to go on third down, that's great. I mean, the defense held them to 11 for 18 on third down. The, yeah, well, that's that's solid, but, I mean, just more respect to Jaden Daniels for all those third downs. That's a lot of pressure. First game, he's able to get 50% from that. That's solid. I think if he stays healthy and our defense continues to play like this and force the ball, like force some turnovers and the special teams keeps pinning people deep, I think it's going to be a fun season to watch, and I think the future's bright for Arizona State football. The punter. Did you see the punter? The punter knows wow. how to pin people wow. deep in their own territory. That was crazy. I mean, big shout-out to him. He was out of his mind. Five punts, 315 yards. Average 63 yards per punt. Michael Turk, big shout-out to you. That's some long of 75 yards. That's unheard of. Or not unheard of, but on ASU, I have not seen it. That was one of the... It was noticeable. That's, we not, were watching Col- the that's game. not college football. That's that's NFL numbers. That's good NFL numbers right there. We Kevin and I were at the game, and I remember like the first couple punts. You were like, "All right, we're punting," but at the same time, like, guys kind of got a leg. Like <laughs> he was kind of booting them pretty deep in there, and we just the young talent on this team is ridiculous. We had three true freshmen starting. I mean, we keep going back to Daniels, but he he's the first true freshman quarterback to start at ASU. And all the weapons he has are crazy. Just look at all the different people that run the ball. We had six different people run the ball. Uh, seven or eight different people receive a ball. So just he's got weapons all around him, and that's a good way to make a true freshman quarterback feel comfortable in a new system and feel comfortable playing his first college game. See, I think Herm Edwards has a plan. Sometimes I get a little scared when I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, I don't know exactly what ASU's vision is here, but I genuinely think we're heading in the right direction. And he's a fantastic motivator. He yeah. is. I mean, Herm, baby. He does, the Herm train. One thing we do need to consider, though, is that not every team is going to show up sloppy. 
So yeah. again, we're playing Utah. Uh, they're in the South with us. We have to beat Utah. It's a team to beat in order to win um, our side of the bracket or our side of the division. And then, I mean, Oregon's a team to beat in the Pac-12. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, but if you look at the standings to start, we're one to know. Utah's one to know. Boulder's one to know. And then after that, U of A lost. UCLA lost. USC hasn't played yet. But I mean, I know it's week one, but we're right there still. Yeah. Last week, year we were right there. Next week should be another warm-up game of Sacramento State. Uh, that should be another easy win and just getting more preparation for the big game in two weeks against Michigan State. This is great for Daniels because he has three of his first four games in his career that are home games. So it's just something he could build. Like The crowd's going to be behind him the whole time. And so he's going to get more and more comfortable. Then eventually when he does have to go on the road into some of these hostile environments, um, he's going to be able to play. But he's going to be able to show up and he's going to... Mm-hmm keep his head up and know that one mistake isn't going to ruin the game, which is what I saw a lot of him. Cause there was some times where he missed the open receiver. Like I know he had Frank Darby on a slant on a third down and he just flat out missed him. And I really liked his reaction to that instead of having his head down and like, or even yelling at the receiver. Some quarterbacks do. He just puts his hands up cause he knew it was his bad and turned the page and came back the next drive and scored. He was lead, He was a leader out there. He, was, he did not play he like a true freshman. He didn't seem to get a bad attitude or anything. Every, every mistake he owned. And he just had total command of the field the whole game. Okay, so looking in the future, Kevin, of ASU football, who were you most afraid of in the Pac-12? Uh, it's got to be Oregon, I would say. But um, if you just go on the schedule, that at Utah game on October 19th, uh, I mean, Utah's a tough environment. They're good this year. They're supposed to be really good this year. Um, but, I mean, if you look at the schedule, there are very good teams we're playing this year. The first game, the the Pac-12 opener against Colorado, that's going to be a tough game. Even though it's home, it's going to be a tough game. I do like our schedule, though, looking at it right now. We have, like, the, our, most of our ranked games are going to be at home, other than Michigan State um, and Utah. But then we have Washington State at home. We have Oregon at home. And, of course, U of A is always a really tough game that might as well be the biggest game of the year. And, luckily, we have that at home. That's our last game. But I definitely think Utah and Oregon are going to be two tough, tough games. And I'm just... I'm thankful we don't have to play Washington. I mean, yeah, seriously. They're, they're a powerhouse. Played, and again, as you were saying, ASU just plays up and down to their competition. We played them last year at Washington. played very well against them. But it's a game we could have won. Yeah. We probably should have won that game. Um, but, yeah, those last two weeks of the season, Oregon's coming here and Arizona's coming here. Those are the two pretty exciting games, exciting times in Tempe. One thing we do need to look back on in the game, though, is a lot of our drives weren't very – fulfilling like we would have a lot of like three and outs or have like five plays like 10 yards and like a punt yeah, they're really short. even our scoring drives they're pretty short drives um that first time we scored a touchdown it was because the defense forced a fumble we only had to go 34 yards it's only five plays uh, nothing really too impressive another scoring drive a field goal in the third quarter we only went five yards um really just keep giving credit to the defense for putting us in such great field position to not have to go very far to score these touchdowns and luckily, Zendejas um, can kick the ball, and Ruiz, we all know, can kick the ball. But uh, we shouldn't have to settle for field goals. We should like be able to yeah. get in the end zone. I mean, 30-7, to 7, I think we should have blown them out a little bit more. Like, 37 is a comfortable win, but I don't know. I was really expecting us to kind of come in nothing, here and make a statement. the first half? Yeah, that's a little... That was, that was not good. And no points in the second. Going 10-0 in the halftime is not, that's not a good way to go in a half. And, like, granted, they did come back and drop 17 in the third. But then three in the fourth, like there's a little bit of inconsistency there. And I understand it's the first game, you're getting the the rust off and everything, but there's still a fine line of wanting to play like 
you should bring your best game versus every team because we don't want an Appalachian State versus Michigan type of upset on our hands. Yeah, no, be, that would not be good for the program. That, that, was, that right there is a deal breaker. If we lose to one yeah. of these top schools, then we get a couple quality wins, and all people are going to remember is mm-hmm. we lose to a weak team. So that's yeah. the only way. That's the only negatives I would take so away from the last game. Year. Oh. We beat Michigan State, everyone's happy us, and then we lose to San Diego State, and that's all anybody can remember is us losing to San Diego State. Exactly, and we can't have any more of those losses. Mm-hmm. Like, If we want to be a consistently great program, which we've been in the past, and we want to keep building forward with this young talent, we need to win the games we should win, and then upset some teams. because that's I mean, that's the yeah. only way you're going to move up in the rankings quickly in college football. And upsets always happen. So like every week there's going to be an opportunity to move up, and we have to take advantage of that. What do you think the chances of ASU winning the division this year in the Pac-12? You know, it's a little tough just because, <laughs> you. I mean, Utah's a powerhouse. And, I mean, they played one of their hardest games of the year versus BYU. The Holy War that they have is always yeah. one of the craziest rivalries in football. Like that. I mean, that's one of the rivalries I follow, and I have no connection to either team. But I just love watching that game because it's a physical one. So I definitely think in the South, Utah, Utah may take it. But I mean that head-to-head game versus He's Utah. Be happy that we're not in the North. Just the North. The North <laughs> I mean, trouble. we look at the North. They have Washington, Oregon, and Washington State. And I mean, you can call in Stanford. He's always good. And Cal's a solid team. I mean, Oregon State's a little, a little under the weather lately. But I mean, other than that, those are four top twenty-five teams. But in the South, I'm seeing more of a two-team race here between ASU and Utah. I think both those teams are better than Colorado, USC, UCLA, and Arizona. Um, again, all those games will be tough, but I think ASU can win those games. The Utah game will be a very important game, though. That's the game that if you have a calendar and you have the ASU games in it, you're a big mark fan it. like us. You got to mark that mark calendar day. because I promise you, our season's gonna come down to that game. I what do you okay? We'll go to this. What do you think? Well, give us ASU's record. Go through the schedule right now. What are you looking at? Uh, well, looking one and zero right now. I say we win easily next week for Sacramento State. Um. I think Michigan State's going to come back Going revenge. to Michigan State, I think I don't think we can win that game. That'll be a real test for Jane Daniels. That'll be his first real away, like, serious. That's a serious It's a serious school. environment there. Yeah. Um, lucky it won't be too cold, but we'll see. I don't think, I think that's a loss, though. So 2-1 right there. I think we win home against Colorado, and then we win at Cal. And then versus Washington State at home. I mean, they have uh, Mike think, Leach, the Mad Pirate. You know there's going to be a high-flying offense that game. I think we can pull that one off, though, at home. I don't see why not. If Jalen Daniels keeps playing this way. So I'm know. saying 5-1 going into the game at Utah, and that's the most most important game of the year, I would say. Uh, and as of right now, I'd have to say that's a loss, though. Yeah. I mean, if we if we show up, if we start slow against Utah, they're going to put us in the dirt pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, that's just what good teams do. They're a well-coached team. They're a well-oiled machine on both sides of the ball. They really don't have like a major weakness that can be exploited. I mean, Herm just got to coach a great game. Daniels just got to stay composed. And yeah, this is really a two-team race. I mean, Boulder's always tough to play, but we don't have to go up to the Mile High City and play them. Luckily, because it's ridiculous up there. I mean, we yeah. just can't win in basketball. We can't win up there. Football, we can't win up there. I'm sure other sports we can't win up there just because everything just gets screwed up. But um, luckily, they're out of Arizona, so that shouldn't be too hard, and we know how to play in the desert. Yeah, exactly. If I'm being a completely impartial person, I'm saying we'll lose four games this year. I will but take that. I, as an ASU fan, I'm saying three, because I think we can win that Washington State game home. Um, so I'm going to say three three losses this year. Three losses, and you think that's enough to win the South? 
I don't because th- I think I think that Utah is going to go undefeated with South this year. Really? You yeah. don't think Utah drops any of the games? I mean, USC uh, is always good this year. They're too good this year. That's a, I mean, the Pac-12 honestly has been weak in recent years just because the fall of USC of late, where they haven't really been like the USC we all grew up watching, mm-hmm. but. I mean, they're still all solid teams. There's really, I'd say the weakest team in the Pac-12 is probably Oregon State, and as they're in the North, but um, the South is just top to bottom. They're pretty solid teams. Utah's obviously the favorite, and then I'd say us, and I put USC at three. Yeah. And, and who yeah. knows what Chip Kelly is doing this year at UCLA? They did start off with a loss. Yeah. They didn't look too good against Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. but you never know. You never know with Chip Kelly. I mean, he's one of the, him and Mike Leach. Those high flying offenses, yeah. just spread five out and just throw the ball exactly what they do. Yeah, Utah played very well their first game. Uh, 130-12 at BYU. And that's not a fun place to play yeah. if you're the opposing team at all. True. They look solid. A lot of rushing yards. 187 rushing yards for their star. Uh, QBR was, I know, passing yards 106 for Todd Huntley. They played a solid game. There's a very solid team this year. Yeah. They're the only team that I think is some serious competition in the West. I mean, in the South. But other than that, I think ASU can at least get second. I mean, we shouldn't settle for second, though. I say we yeah, at we least go, second. we go for it all, and we take kick ass and take names. That's all we got to do. We just got to go in there and just and work the field. It's possible. It's very possible. Right, on another note, hockey had some big news. Yeah, Austin Matthews, NHL star from Arizona, number one overall pick to Maple Leafs a couple years ago. Came back to the desert a couple weeks ago to unveil a new ASU jersey for the hockey team that he collaborated on. It's a gold jersey. Um, they're calling it like a mix of a classic and a new jersey. Um, and it was pretty cool to see Austin Matthews come back to ASU. Didn't go here, but it's from here. Was born and raised here. And he had the whole jersey on. Was skating around at the practice facility. Um, it was pretty exciting news for the ASU hockey team. That's really getting national news right now. I mean, started like the program started what four or five years ago. And yeah, already... the number one pick didn't even go here, and he's already supporting us. Yeah. Like he sees, he sees the vision. He sees what ASU is trying to accomplish. There's a reason we're number one in innovation. I mean, I mean, we're looking at the jersey right now on our other computer screen. Adidas awesome. hockey tweeted it out. That's a serious brand right there. That's a big brand. I mean, yeah, it does. We're looking at it right now. If you just describe it to you, it does kind of have the throwback vibe to it, but it has. Uh, the big shoulder pads and like give the red stripes on the side. It has the classic maroon and yellow, maroon and gold, baby. The Maple Leafs tweeted back at Sun Devil Hockey's account. Um, it's really good. That's Dartmouth men's hockey. Everyone's going back and forth about it. It's getting big news on Twitter. You know, it's definitely a good time to be a Sun Devil. Honestly, yeah. just looking at everything going on. I mean, our football team's on the come up. Our basketball team's in the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Our hockey team is, I mean, getting some of the coolest jerseys I think in the nation. And Austin Matthews is coming to us. Austin Matthews is a star. He's a, he's a real star. And the fact that he will come back to ASU, come back to Arizona, and just be willing to collab on a jersey. It's like he didn't have to do that. He was just... And we can't even compare it to like another sport, really, because not many people get just like... I mean, like Kyler Murray went to Oklahoma. That would kind of make sense if he went back. He's the number one pick in the NFL, for those of you who don't know. But um, he would be going back to OU, and that's his like alma mater. But... Austin Matthews didn't even go here. He just was lived in Arizona, but just loves the ASU hockey. He just loves exactly what's happening. So I think, I think it's an awesome thing. And I mean, you look, you look good. You play good. If you feel good, yeah. you're gonna play good. 
you have a swagger. If Austin Matthews is there supporting you guys, you, you feel like you feel a different type of swagger and different type of confidence. Yeah, the number one, arguably, like, what do you say? Top five player in hockey right now? Top three? Yeah. One of the best players in hockey three. is coming to you saying, you guys are going to look awesome in this. And you're mm-hmm. playing in front of him. You're meeting him. You're getting close to him. Like, it's a real person. And you realize that this isn't some, like, far-fetched thing where Austin Matthews is coming to ASU. It's like, it happened. It was a real thing. And everyone, everyone kind of turned up. I mean, you saw... Everyone's like the smiles on their faces. We're looking at the pictures of it right now. Like everyone was thrilled he was there. It was a great I'm not sure exactly how they worked it out, but the big shout out to Sun Devils hockey because I mean yeah, they look awesome. I mean they look fresh and new and it revived hockey and hockey in the desert, I mean, a lot of people say it's not gonna work, but it's working pretty well over here. Well, Arizona has some of the best young hockey town in the country because they've never been able to recruit because all the good teams are in Minnesota. Or up north in Canada, and now that ASU had that program, it's really they're getting all these people from their own backyard. Where they, if they had this program going four or five years ago, like they did now, Austin Matthews could have ended up at Arizona State. Yeah, I mean Scottsdale is a breeding ground for great hockey yeah. players. I mean we know a couple ourselves that are just yeah. like some solid players. Yeah, and that's a huge thing. I mean, just a uh, big shout out to Michael Crow and the athletic director for just mm-hmm. getting us like the opportunity in order to like do these things and have like nice things like. Arizona State can say we can have these nice things and there's a reason you guys should come here. Like number one in innovation, number one in jerseys, baby. Because you yeah. saw our helmets too. If we go back to the football helmets. The football helmets were crazy. Yeah. I love those jerseys. I love when they have the matte pitchfork mm-hmm. helmets. I mean those second to none, I think. I, I think we're right I have there with a, what's it called? I have an ACU hockey jersey. Gotta get me one of these though now. I have a white one. Try and get this gold one though. Yeah, the gold is definitely the way to go. Don't get me wrong, though. I'm not trying to, you know, bash your white jersey, but no, no. that gold is something else. Uh, and it gives me great pleasure to announce that uh, on the opening day of college football last week, University of Arizona lost to Fair. Hawaii. Uh, thank God. I got a little worried there at the end. I mean, Tate made it down to, what, the one-yard yeah, line? down to the one. He just dove, man. But he handled it really well, actually, after the game. The post-game interviews could have handled it very differently. Um, but yes, very, very nerve wracking there for a little bit. I really thought Hawaii was going to blow them out. I mean, Hawaii started off ridiculous. I mean, their quarterback Cole McDan or Cole McDonald, if he just minimized the turnovers, he could be one of the best college quarterbacks in the nation. Like, yeah. or he is right now. But I'm saying if he just minimized, because he had 378 yards, four touchdowns. That's all overshadowed by the four turnovers. Yeah, four interceptions. That's too many. Um, but a lot of people are saying he could be a Heisman candidate, and I thought so too. And then I watched this game, and I was a little, little skeptical of it. Uh, he's got a cannon, though. He's an absolute cannon. Um, but this is just a classic Pac-12 game, really. I know Hawaii's on the Pac-12, but 45-38, the scoring never stops, really. Um, but yeah, it was very exciting. First day of college football uh, last week. And honestly, looking at it, Tate didn't impress me very much. And I've been hearing a lot about. Khalil Tay, Khalil Tay. I'll take Daniels. I mean, Tay with the two interceptions. I mean, that doesn't... Daniels wouldn't do that. I didn't see Daniels do that in his home opener. I mean, granted, they were away, but still, you don't throw two picks on... You don't throw two picks on week one. You're not supposed to do that. Week one is supposed to get the Kings out, do stuff that you're comfortable with, play your game. I don't know, Arizona. I feel like U of A may need to move over because I think the Sun does Everything now. Basketball, too, now. Football. I'm taking mean, over. It's getting a little boring now. We kind of want yeah. some competition. We're tired yeah. of stomping the bus. Yeah. And that's all we do. We go into Tucson and we, we know how to win now. They want to come here bus. this year. I mean, we're ready for them to come here. Yeah. And we've been definitely waiting for them. 
man, this is just going to be a fun year for ASU sports in general. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to keep getting more and more exciting. And we haven't even started basketball season yet. Yeah. We're I on week one of football. Season. Oh, it's about to be a good year. There's so many things coming up. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening to our first episode. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, as always, forks up. Forks up, baby. Go Sun Devils. And uh, hopefully we get the win for Sacramento State next week. Yep.